It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Naff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction. And today we're going to talk about our identity as children of God. You know, I think the truth is that we may know that in our heads. But the question of who are you often results in an answer about what we do. Who are you, Chuck? Well, I'm a show host for Relevant Radio. And maybe like you, I sometimes have to remind myself that I am a husband and a father and a grandfather. But that I am a child of God answer is not always my first answer. So who are you? When we understand the truth of that, we begin to understand the reality and depth of our mission. And we all have one. We're going to talk about that today here to help us on the journey. Back with us once again, Father Burke Masters. Father Burke is Secretary for Christian Formation, Director of the Office of Adult Formation for the Diocese of Joliet, Illinois. Also now Temporary Administrator of Notre Dame Catholic Church, and that in Clarendon Hills, Illinois, and Father Burke uh, is a great vocation story. You can hear that on a Lighthouse Media CD called The Baseball Priest. Father Burke Masters, welcome back. How are you? Thanks, Chuck. I'm, I'm doing great. And you? Yeah, doing well, doing well. Look, I always love having you on the program. I always love to talk about mission and our identity. We're going to do that today, and uh, we, as we do every day, we will open up our phone lines, uh, inviting you and our listening audience uh, to join us on the program uh, today. We'll do that here in just a moment. But, Father Burke, get us started, and we talk about being children of God. Can you just, uh, to get us started here, walk us into that a little more deeply? Child of God, what does that really mean? So this was a, a game changer in my life when I finally realized not just intellectually, you know, I, I'd heard that before that, you know, we pray the Our Father and God is all, our Father and we are God's children. Um, but it was more of an intellectual thing for me. But when I finally it finally dropped from my mind to my heart, that realization that Ooh, this is true, that God loves me, you know, that God loves me personally. That was when it was a game changer. And the way it happened for me, um, it was probably my second or third year in the seminary. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm already in the seminary, I'm, I'm following this call, but it hadn't sunk in yet. And so I went on a summer spirituality at, at the Institute for Priestly Formation in Omaha, Nebraska, and it's nine or ten weeks focused just on the spiritual life. And we began with an eight-day silent retreat. And I remember my spiritual director, um, well, they, they, he said, I want you to pray uh, with the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River. And they had taught us how to use imaginative prayer, like St. Ignatius of Loyola, and imagine yourself walking into the, the Jordan River, being baptized by John the Baptist, and the heavens open the Holy Spirit descends and the voice of God the Father says, you are my beloved son in whom I delight. And in eight-day silent retreats, they ask you to pray for
one-hour sessions a day, you know, so it's it's prayer and maybe time for exercise and relaxing. And so I prayed with this for four different hours that first day, and when I heard God say to me, you are my beloved son in whom I delight, I, I couldn't receive it because I knew I was a sinner. And I thought, that can't be true, that it's too good to be true. And so I'd go to my spiritual director each day and I'd tell him that I tried, but nothing's, you know, nothing's working. He says, good, do it again. <laughs> so for five days in a row, for 20 hours of prayer, um, I did this. And about the 20th hour, I opened my heart a little bit, you know, and I, I, I liken it to if you're in a submarine, you know, way underwater and you open the hatch, you know, the water comes flooding in. And even if you open it just a little bit, and that's what happened. I opened my heart to the to the love and mercy of God the Father that day, and His love came rushing in. And I, I finally, at that moment, I realized the truth of that statement, that God does love me as His child, and it, it changed my life. Father hmm. uh, Burke Masters is our spiritual director. Let's get our phone lines open, inviting you and our listening audience to join us on the program. Toll-free phone number sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters Life Insurance, 888-914-9149. Don't forget you can email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. But as we talk today about our identity as uh, children of God, who are you? And uh, has there been a time when your identity as a child of God, the really the reality of that, understanding that, made a difference in your faith. And how has uh, that reality called you into a deeper understanding of your own mission in life? Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father Burke, this was a game-changer then for you. It was. And why it was a game-changer was um, I, I started to taste... And I'm not talking the physical taste, but the spiritual tasting of of God's love for me. And I started to realize that, uh, one, I didn't have to be perfect. I've always struggled with perfectionism in my life. And I believed the heresy, (laughs) I didn't know it was a heresy until seminary, that I I had to earn God's love. I had to earn salvation. Um, It was all based on how good I was. And it doesn't mean that we don't try to be good and try to live virtuous lives and holy lives, but we, we don't earn God's love. He, he loves us not because we're good, but he loves us because he is good. And to be able to sit and pray with a God who loves me personally, who takes an active um, uh, role in my life, uh, that's what was a game changer. And, and what I learned that summer was that prayer was not just going to talk at some distant God that I had no way of getting in contact with, but prayer was allowing this this Father who loves me, um, who desires everything good for my life, let him speak to my heart. And my life was all about a response to that kind of love. Mm. Yeah, and then, Father Burke, when we talk about being children of God, do you think perhaps that maybe we um, we uh, don't really understand it? Maybe we take it for granted that we really are children of God. Yeah, 
I definitely think we, we take it for granted. and Or like I say, it's more of an intellectual exercise rather than, you know, an engaging of the heart. Because when we've when we know that we're loved by someone, let's let's talk at the human level. Think about the person that you know loves you un, as unconditional as it is possible for a human being. You know, I, I think of my mother, God rest her soul, and I think of a few friends who I know they've got my back no matter what. Uh, and those kind of relationships who people who love me, they know the good, the bad, and the ugly about me, and they still love me. That's the closest glimpse I get of what God's love is. And those kind of human relationships just make me feel, as one of my good friends says, he says, I feel 10 feet tall and bulletproof. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Knowing God, who is infinite, is all loving, all good, all knowing, knowing that God loves me um, and that will never change. Um, Even, you know, even despite my sinfulness, God loves me. Um, that that truth uh, is transformative. And, uh, you know, I say I learned that summer that, you know, that life isn't about me, but life is about, you know, kind of a, a return to the Lord for all the wonderful things and all of the love that he has shown me. We are uh, talking today about our identity as children of God. Who are you? And uh, has there been a time when your identity as a child of God really began to make a difference in your faith? And how has that reality called you into a deeper understanding of your own mission in life? We would uh, love to hear your story. Father Burke Masters is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke, chapter 8, verses 19 through 21. The mother of Jesus and his brothers came to him, but were unable to join him because of the crowd. He was told, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside, and they wish to see you. He said to them in reply, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and act on it. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com slash gospel, or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life. Chuck Neff along with uh, Jim Shaper sitting in the producer's uh, seat today. Nick Schmidt's answering your phone calls. Father Burke Masters, our spiritual director. Father Burke is one of our regular contributors, administrator, temporary administrator now at Notre Dame Parish in Clarendon Hills, Illinois, and also continues to be secretary for Christian formation, director of the Office of Adult Formation, all of that in the Diocese of Joliet. 
Illinois, we are talking today about uh, being children of God. Phone lines are open if you would like to join us. Toll-free phone number 888-914-9149, our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. And um, as you think about uh, your identity as a child of God, I mean, do you really identify yourself as a child of God? And has there been a time when your identity as a child of God, has made a difference in your faith. How has that reality called you into more in your spirituality? Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. And um, just uh, want to remind you, 94 days until Christmas. I know you don't want to hear that. But uh, don't worry, we aren't ignoring Halloween and All Saints Days. We want you to have a wonderful Thanksgiving. But we are giving away 200 nativity sets to 200 of you lucky listeners. And we want to make sure you have yours in plenty of time to display it outside your home all throughout the Advent and Christmas seasons. And so um, here's how you enter. Just, uh, by the way, this is valued at over $500. All you have to do is go to the website, relevantradio.com slash nativity. Register before October 2nd. This is a great way to say Merry Christmas to your entire neighborhood with your own beautiful hand-painted nativity set right in front of your home. Then together we can impact our communities all through Advent, making room for Christ inside our hearts and outside our homes. 200 of you uh, will be receiving one of these nativity sets, but you have to sign up, and to do that, just go to relevantradio.com slash nativity. So uh, Father Burkmaster is talking about um, our mission and uh, our identity as children of God. Take us into, I want to mention, to your basic story. I love your vocation story. Uh, and by the way, if you're interested, uh, just check out Lighthouse Media. It's called The Baseball Priest. But um, I know you and I love to talk about baseball. In fact, we ought to do just one show on the spirituality of baseball sometime. I'd love to do that. But the reality is, I mean, let's be honest, you were a pretty good ball player. But uh, you really, for part of your, your journey, you really identified and got your identity from baseball, didn't you? I did. I did. There's a, a wonderful acronym, R-I-M, RIM, that I, I learned again in that summer. It was Relationship Identity Mission. And so the key is to get our relationship from God. And in that relationship, as that relationship grows, we learn our identity as beloved children of God. And from that identity, we get our mission. But so often we get it backwards. Um, we start with our mission we get our identity from our mission, and then if we have time, we fit in a relationship with God. And so as you're saying, with as a baseball player, you know, I started uh, playing probably as quickly as soon as I was able to walk. My older brothers and my dad were big into baseball, and so I started playing formally in, when I was seven, and you know, I played in high school, I played at Mississippi State, got to play in the College World Series, and... You know, I really thought I had a chance to play in the major leagues. Um, I got to play in the minor leagues uh, briefly with the White Sox. And because I didn't understand this RIM, you know, I got my identity from my mission as a baseball player. So I remember the the best day in my baseball career. Um, it was in May of 1990. We were playing in the regional tournament to get to the College World Series. And... Um, I went six for six, hit a grand slam in the ninth inning to help propel our team to go to the College World Series. 
um, was named most valuable player of the tournament. And, you know, because I got my identity from my mission, I thought, boy, I'm really good, you know, <laughs> in a very arrogant kind of self-centered way. Um, and interestingly, the next week we're playing in the College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska, and in three games, you know, in that in that regional tournament before, I was 14 for 22 in like five games. I, I, I couldn't do that in Little League, and I was doing it in major college baseball. I get to the College World Series, and we lost uh, two games out of three. We finished fifth in the nation, which was great. But in those three games, I think I was one for 12. I made three errors. I was terrible. And because I got my identity from my mission, now I thought I was a bad person. You know, I I identified so closely with what I did on the baseball field. And now as I look back on it and realize, you know, how I had things backwards, I realize, wow, how often do we do that? Whether it's in our job, um, even in our mission as husbands and wives and parents, uh, that's a that's a powerful position and a, it's a powerful vocation, but that's still not your fundamental identity. And so when we have a bad day in our mission, we think we're bad people. And those are some of the lies that the, the devil wants us to believe uh, as it relates to that identity piece. Well, and then because the danger in that, and talk a little bit more about that, and certainly in terms of your your baseball adventures, uh, even if you had gone on to the major leagues, at some point that was going to end. And uh, for whatever we're doing in whatever kind of work we're in, we might lose a job. We might be uh, to a point where we no longer are able to do that job. And if our identity is a tied, tied to what we do, then when we can't do that anymore, life can really fall apart for us, can it? It can. And that's such an important part. It's so, it's only by God's grace, you know, that uh, for the last seven years I've been the chaplain for the Cubs and this is one of the biggest messages I I try to bring the ballplayers but also to anybody that I meet because I believe it is like one of the game changers in the spiritual life so you see it a lot with athletes especially when their career is done you see them go through this identity crisis because for most of their lives they've identified themselves as being an athlete you know and the message is, whether you're playing sports or no matter what you're doing, your identity never changes. And, and that can be very difficult. You see, you see men getting into alcohol, drugs, and, and lots of different things because they're looking for, you know, who am I? Um, you know, I'm sure there's lots of moms listening today to think about. When I, when I ask men, who are you, they, they usually say their job, Right. I'm a doctor, I'm a teacher, I'm a coach, whatever. When I ask women, who are you? Normally they'll say, I'm a, I'm a wife and mother. And so that's good because it's, it's working around relationships, but it's not the, the fundamental relationship with God. And so I always ask moms, you know, uh, have your kids ever made bad decisions? Or have there been times when you think, oh, I'm a, I'm a failure as a mom? It's because you're getting your identity from your mission. And so we all ha- we all have to go back and start with growing in that relationship with God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit to to ground ourselves deeply in in our fundamental identity as as beloved children of God. 
and then work work our our mission out of that. Yeah, and I know that you would like to make the point when we start looking at and uh, getting our identity from uh, other things like work, the people, our gifts and talents. You like to point out this can really get exhausting, can it? <laughs> it does. Yeah. When I was um, when I look back at my baseball career and think of the roller coaster ride I was on, you know, six for six one day, zero for four the next day, and it, it was very tiring and. Uh, and then even in my working world, I worked as an actuary for a short time, and then I worked in minor league baseball. I wanted to become general manager of the Cubs or White Sox one day. Um, it, it was a roller coaster. There were, there were good days and bad days. And what I've come to understand now, you know, getting my identity from, from God, is he just gives me this kind of fundamental peace. Uh, life still goes crazy. You know, I've experienced the death of both of my parents. I've gone through difficult times as a priest. Um, but underneath all of the, the craziness of life is the sense of peace that I know who I am. I know that God loves me. And that's the foundation from which I, I do everything. Father Burke Masters is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We'll be right back. Day 15, Mother of Good Counsel, Pray for Us. This title, added to the litany by Pope Leo XIII in 1903, refers to an image of Our Lady near Rome, which is greatly venerated by the faithful of that region, including Pope Leo XIII and Pope Pius XII, who dedicated his pontificate that began in 1939, at the beginning of World War II, to Our Lady of Good Counsel. The well-known image has been venerated since the Middle Ages, and one story tells of its miraculous journey from Albania to a church in Genazzano, about 30 miles south of Rome. The white scapular is related to this image. And what's the best counsel our Blessed Mother ever gave? At Cana, she said, do whatever he tells you. Here are five words for us to consider this day, five words that will change your life. Mother of Good Counsel, pray for us. Pray for our church and our nation. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life today. Good to have all of you with us. And just a reminder that our Relevant Radio toll-free studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters Life Insurance. More information about employment opportunities to become one of their insurance agents. Information also about their flexible premium life insurance plans, all available at relevantradio.com slash Forrester. If you are just uh, joining us, uh, Father Burke Masters is our spiritual director on the program today. Father Burke is a priest in the Diocese of Joliet, Illinois, Secretary for Christian Formation and Director of the Office of Adult Formation in the Diocese and also now Temporary Administrator. 
administrator at uh, Notre Dame Catholic Church, that in Clarendon Hills, Illinois. Talking today about our identity as children of God. And um, where do you get your identity? And uh, has there been a time maybe when you really were able to recognize that your identity as a child of God is, is the truth? And did that make a difference in your faith? And how has that reality called you into a deeper understanding of your own mission in life. Again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149 and our email address, centerlife at relevantradio.com. So Father Burke, is it fair to, to say that we all have a mission somewhere, some way? It is. Definitely. And, you know, not all of us are called to go to foreign countries to spread the gospel, but we're all called in one way or another um, to to be a uh, you know, a missionary, and that could start in our own homes. I was thinking we were gathered as a missionary discipleship team yesterday. Um, so my coworkers and I, we meet every week to brainstorm on, you know, how can we how can we build up, you know, the kingdom of Earth here in our diocese as missionary disciples. And you know, we we looked at Matthew twenty eight, and it really struck me yesterday as one of the guys said this. He said Jesus looked at his disciples. This is right before he ascended into heaven. And he says, all power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So that's a lot of power, right? (laughs) Um, All power in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. That's the mission. That's the mission uh, that Jesus left his disciples. That's the mission that he he leaves us. And uh, so whether we're we're parents, you know, our, our first mission is to disciples of, of our children, um, maybe uh, our friends, uh, some co-workers, whatever sphere of influence we have, our mission is to share the good news and to help others come to know Christ in, in the way that we, that we have. And many people say, well, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. How can I help somebody else come to know the Lord? And that's a good question. The, the call then is to to work on that relationship, to grow in our identity so that we then can become comfortable with this, the beautiful mission. My experience is the more that I, I give away in the name of the Lord, uh, and, and I mean, you know, time, talent, and treasure, the more he blesses me to keep giving away. And so not everybody's called to be a priest or religious, uh, but we're all called to be uh, a type of missionary, if you will, um, in in our own field of influence. Yeah, and then Father Burke, somebody, we talk about being missionary disciples. And uh, somebody listening today says, well, don't know about that, probably not qualified. But um, that's uh, just, to me at least, just becomes a a pretty flimsy excuse. It is. We can all look for excuses not not to get involved. You know, I think of the the rich young man in the gospel, he walked away from Jesus because he had many possessions and he went away sad. And so many of us are tied to different things in our lives uh, that that keep us from really allowing ourselves to be used by the Lord in a powerful way. And uh, again, I think this identity piece is, is a powerful one to kind of help us to, to let go of our, um, our hang-ups and to let God use us uh, as he wills. 
And then so, Father Burke, when we talk about being a missionary a disciple, uh, really beginning to understand the reality of being uh, that child of God, uh, who we all are, where does this begin? How do we begin to walk deeper into that reality? Yeah, so uh, I think the first thing is to invest time in in prayer, in this relationship. Um, if you have somebody in your life that, you know, that you really can look up to, and, and there, I would say we should, we should all have a Paul, a Barnabas, and Timothy in our lives. So Paul is that person that is at least one step ahead of us, uh, helping us along on the journey. Barnabas is walking arm in arm with us as a friend, and the Timothy is somebody that then we're helping, you know, walk through this uh, one step at a time. And so to find that Barnabas in our life and say, you know, teach me how to pray. Help me to grow in this relationship. And I believe the three key things of of growing in this relationship with the Lord is um, prayer uh, and and Scripture and and learning how to pray with Scripture, Lectio Divina, and really uh, receiving the sacraments of the Holy Eucharist and the Sacrament of Reconciliation on a regular basis. I believe those three things... Um, will lead us into that deep, deep relationship with the Lord that will help us know our identity and then our mission. That would be the place that I would start. And if somebody's just saying, I'm just at the very beginning, um, you know, it, it might just be, hey, let's, um, you know, let's read the, the gospel for the day and let's talk about it. You know, um, it could be little steps. People have there's some people who are listening probably go to mass every day um spend time in prayer if if you're not praying with scripture that would be a next step you know get into the daily readings for mass or start reading one of the gospels a, a section each day and allow god to speak to your heart because god is love uh, and, and that was like one of the first steps i took uh, sister margaret ann in high school gave me my first bible and she said start reading the Gospel of Matthew. I had no idea how much that would be transformative for me because I, I became, I started to learn who God was through the person of Jesus in the Scriptures. You know, because I think the reality is really in any relationship, and certainly in our relationship with God, when we start to get that right, then life really changes for us in so many ways. It does. Uh, uh, one of my good friends, um, I came on a retreat that we were given several years ago, and um, this was a message that I try to get across at any retreat that I do. Um, he said when he he heard that for the first time, you know, he had the same reaction I did when I first heard it, that, no, I'm a, I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy of God's love. All of these lies that we've come to believe um, but as he began to pray with that, and, you know, little by little, it wasn't immediate, but over time, as he's come to know uh, his identity, um, it just transformed his life. And to see how God is using him as a missionary disciple um, in his home, in his workplace, um, he's he's transforming his environments, which is that mission that God has given us, you know, that um, that. Again, this isn't just the mission of priests and religious. It's the pre. It's the call for all of us. Uh, 
God gives us a call in our baptism that we we spend time discerning what is that call and, and living that out. And um, so if, if you're listening to this and saying, gosh, I don't know what my mission is or I don't know if I can I can I can do that. Um, one, renounce the lie that you can't do it. <laughs> you know, say in the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lie that I'm not worthy of God's love or that I can't carry out the mission he has for me. And just and pray into it. Lord, what are, you, what are you calling me to do? Help me to know your love. Um, reveal my identity to me. And, and when we open our hearts to the Lord, he runs to it. Uh, we have a Father who can't wait to uh, reveal himself completely to us in, in the depths of his love and mercy for us. Yeah, and, and Father Burke, you uh, talk about being a child of God. I know for me, sometimes I have to talk myself into it. Yes, I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Believe that. Yes, remember that. Yes, I'm a child of God. Because sometimes, you know, one, we don't think we are. Guilt, shame, all of that other crud in our life gets in the way. But um, I know for me, sometimes I have to remind myself, yes, I am a child of God. It is. uh, And there are times, you know, even now, so it's been... 20 years since I had that experience that summer in Omaha, um, there are times when, when I, I forget. Um, we, we just had a, uh, a day of reflection for our priest the other day, and I played the, um, it was from the 1994 version of The Lion King. I don't know if you saw that, but, you know, where Mufasa is the father who uh, has died, and Simba is the son, um, and uh, Rafiki, which I learned that day that Rafiki means friend, how our, our friends, you know, bring us uh, back to who we are. And so Rafiki tells uh, Simba, he says, remember who you are, you're Mufasa's son. And he had forgotten. And as he was reminded of that, and he, as he, he, came, he saw the reflection in the water of his father, and he realized Wow, I am my father's son. And my father is saying, remember who you are. Remember the dignity of who you are. And then he went back, you know, to where he had escaped from. He went back as the Lion King to fulfill the mission God had given him. So I know there's been times in my life where I've I've forgotten who I am. And uh, through prayer or through a friend, they'll, they'll remind me and say, remember who you are. You're, you're God's beloved son. Don't ever forget that and live out of the dignity of who you are, that God has a plan for your life, a beautiful plan, and he has, you know, eternal life waiting for you. Um, And sometimes we need that kind of wake-up call to say, oh, yeah, that is why I am here on this earth. Father Burke Masters, our spiritual director today. Let's take a phone call for you, Father Burke. Tom listening in Coon Rapids, Minnesota. Hi, Tom. Thanks for the call. Welcome to the program. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you. As I'm listening to Father talk, I'm thinking, boy, that's my life in a nutshell. And, um, you know, people hear a priest talking like that, and they go, well, yeah, but he's a priest. You know, we, we expect him to talk this way. But uh, I'm a construction worker, and uh, my birth father abandoned me when I was three years old. So I lived a life of not being worthy. 
And um, I found him some 50 years later, and I asked him, I said, how does a man abandon a three-year-old son? And he just wept, and he said, well, I thought I did the right thing. I says, well, you didn't. I said, because my life was crap because I didn't feel worthy. And uh, over over time, I was searching for something, and I met a construction man that gave me a Bible. And I thought to myself, construction guys don't pray. They just swear and whistle like cute girls. (laughs) And uh, Anyway, through that Bible and Bible study, I learned who my true father really was. And I started reading a lot of Old Testament because God was very visible in the Old Testament, you know, trying to lead his children. And, of course, they didn't want to listen. And, um, and then from there, you know, following the life of his son. And uh, once you realize that you're actually, you know, a brother in Christ and the Holy Spirit and, you know, you're adopted son of the Father, then the, then the hard part is to live that way because, you know, the devil keeps telling you you're, you're not worthy, you're not worthy, you're not worthy. And um, for me, it's sur- surrounding myself with good Christian brothers, staying in the Word, and, um, you know, beating the devil down with a, with a stick because you've got to do that, you know, on a daily basis. So uh, listening to Father's story, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, he's a priest. We expect him to be holy, but... I think we're all called we're all called to holiness. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Tom. That, that's so true. The, you know, the church teaches the universal call to holiness, and um, and I really believe uh, this is the time of of the layperson to to live into that call, and to for us to work together as priests, religious, uh, and the lay faithful to to really build up the kingdom of God. Um, you you bring up a, a couple really important points the the brotherhood um or sisterhood you know having those rafikis those close friends who um call us to be the best we can be uh my good friends don't tell me what i what i want to hear but they tell me what i need to hear right and they'll call me out when i'm not living in. and that's both priest and and layman um and staying in the word um so uh Thanks for calling. It's a it's a great story. Yeah. And uh, as you were saying, you know, I think construction guys they don't they don't share the Bible with people. <laughs> um, but wherever you are in in the world, God wants you to sanctify that arena. You know, to um, it made me think of a, a friend uh, through Crucio who he owns a trucking company, and you know he said. Uh, the truck drivers and stuff, you can imagine the language and the different things that are there. And he said after going through Crucio and encountering the Lord, he, he knew he had to make some changes in the work environment. And now, years later, you know, they have, um, they have a booklet where people sign up for prayer intentions. The language is completely changed. And it's because one man decided that, you know, he wanted to change his environment and bring the love of Jesus into that world. So it's beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah, Tom, thanks uh, for the call. You know, Father Burke, he brings up such a, a another really, really good point. Obviously, being abandoned by your father when you're three years old uh, might impact uh, your view of uh, God the Father. But for somebody who maybe does not have a strong, uh, good, healthy relationship with their own earthly father, how does somebody begin to work through that to recognize that God the Father really is uh, God the Father? That that is a great point. Uh, so it it can be difficult at times. And it sounds like Tom has worked through that in a beautiful way. That if they hear that God is loving, but they know that you know they had a bad relationship with their earthly father, it's hard for them to imagine a heavenly father being loving. And so we we have to we have to heal that relationship sometimes. And that's why we're really involved uh, here with. Uh, be healed retreats and and unbound and helping people work through some of the past wounds so that they can accept the father's love and so some of that is just uh, recognizing where the wounds are through the the holy spirit and then asking for god's love to come into those areas of woundedness um and that's why this identity can be so powerful that even in a situation where uh, I've been wounded by my, my by my earthly father. That I know that I am beloved, a beloved son or daughter of our heavenly father, and that's the providence of God. You know, He's given us the blessed mother. He's given us a heavenly father um, to to cover and fill in the gaps of those places where maybe things weren't uh, as perfect as they could be with our with our human parents. Well, and then uh, back to the point that uh, hopefully we've been making uh, for the last uh, uh, 50 or 60 minutes, that we talk about um, God is love and God our Heavenly Father. He doesn't change. Our, our health may change. Our jobs may change. Our relationships may change. But God does not change, does he? No, he doesn't. Uh, he is unchangeable. And um, His, as much as we change or as much as, you know, our... Um, you know, we can go on that wild roller coaster that is life. Uh, God's love, God's mercy is unchanging, and it's just a constant, uh, this free offering of his grace upon us. Um, and so when I began to study theology and, you know, learning about God's unchangeability, you know, I thought, wow, that is that is so true, and it's so if God changed, um, then he wouldn't be God. He wouldn't be perfect, you know, in the sense of love us one day and then hate us the next day. That That's not God. Um, and so for us to realize that, that God is good and he has a, a beautiful plan for our life doesn't mean there's not going to be suffering because he promised us that to be his disciple, there'd be crosses to bear. Um, but he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I won't abandon you. So for us not to lose heart when when we struggle, when we face difficult challenges in life, um, mm-hmm. that God is with us and God loves us no matter what. Yeah. 
Father Burke Masters, our spiritual director, if you're just uh, joining us on the program, talking about our identity as children of God. And uh, just a couple of minutes uh, left uh, today with you, Father Burke. Talk a little bit, if you would, about God having a beautiful plan for all of us. I remember uh, it was, um, gosh, a good number of years ago, somebody came up to me and said, you know, Chuck, I just want you to know God has a beautiful plan for your life. And I looked at that person and I thought, really? <laughs> really? And then, you know what, Father Burke, I decided to believe it. And that really made a difference. And I would just let you talk about that, but I would encourage everybody in our listening audience to realize God has a plan for your life and believe that. Yes, there may be suffering, heartache, and everything else, but um, it's, a, it's a beautiful plan for all of us, isn't it, Father? And then how did you get there, Chuck, where you said, I just decided to believe it? How did you make that decision? I think it was really just that simple. <laughs> that yeah. I mean, one, could that, could that really be true? And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to believe that. I am going to trust that, and I am going to believe that. Then I think that that's when I started to get in touch with the gifts and the talents and everything else that God had blessed me with to say that, yes, God does have a plan for my life. And now, buddy boy, go use the gifts so the world will know that. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree with that wholeheartedly. For me, it was as I read the scriptures and I started to learn who God is, started to realize His His loving providence um, and His personal love for me. Um, I started to realize if He loves me that much, if He's willing to die on the cross for me, um, I I need to trust Him, and I need to trust that He He wants everything that's good for me, even though, you know, people use their, their free will for bad purposes, you know, that there's evil in the world. The devil is real. We have to acknowledge that. We have to acknowledge that there's crosses that we have to bear. But below that, un- under the surface, there's God's love and his plan. And, and so as I've, it's a continual process for me to surrender to his plan. You know, like I wanted to be a major league baseball player and then a general manager and God wanted me to be a priest, and how can I let go of my dreams? I started to realize his plan is better than mine. And, you know, as I surrendered to that, to his will, um, as even Jesus did, you know, Father, let this cup pass for me, but not my will, but yours be done. And I've just found this great, it's such an incredible adventure of life and this joy um, that despite the challenges and crosses, uh, I I can't wait to see what what God has each day. You know, it's a to say it's a it's a beautiful adventure. Yeah, and in about thirty seconds here, the reality of what we're talking about today, recognizing and believing that one God has a plan for us, that we are children of God. It starts with our relationship with Him. Yes, that's the the foundation of everything. So remember that that uh, acronym. R-I-M, Relationship, Identity, Mission. It begins with, uh, uh, you know, coming to know the personal love of, of Jesus and God the Father and the Holy Spirit. And as we grow in that relationship, you'll come to understand, not just intellectually, but in your heart, that uh, you are his beloved child. And then let him lead you on this mission, this beautiful plan that he has for your life. 
Father Burke Masters, our spiritual director. Time to wrap things up. Father Burke, as you know, we like to close this hour with a final blessing for all of our listeners. Sure. Heavenly Father, I ask you to send your blessing upon all those who are listening and their families. Just fill them with your Holy Spirit. Help them know uh, how deeply you love them. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Burke Masters, always a pleasure. Love having you on the program. Thanks for joining us today, and thanks to all of you in our listening audience for taking a little bit of time in your day to spend it with us uh, here on The Inner Life. Stay tuned now. Top of the hour, we're going to be celebrating Mass. And don't forget, 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Cale Clark. It's all coming up next right here on Relevant Radio. We're back tomorrow. Hope to see you then. Day 15, Mother of Good Counsel, Pray for Us. This title, added to the litany by Pope Leo XIII in 1903, refers to an image of Our Lady near Rome, which is greatly venerated by the faithful of that region, including Pope Leo XIII and Pope Pius XII, who dedicated his pontificate that began in 1939, at the beginning of World War II, to Our Lady of Good Counsel. The well-known image has been venerated since the Middle Ages, and one story tells of its miraculous journey from Albania to a church in Genazzano, about 30 miles south of Rome. The white scapular is related to this image. And what's the best counsel our Blessed Mother ever gave? At Canis, she said, do whatever he tells you. Here are five words for us to consider this day, five words that will change your life. Mother of good counsel, pray for us. Pray for our church and our nation. 